Hello and welcome to the Onboard Podcast. I am Bo Brooks of Factorial, and here on the Onboard Podcast, we tackle some of the most difficult challenges facing the people management and human resources industry today, and we are lucky enough to tackle learning and development, and I'm joined today by Jeremy Stober, who's the head of learning and development at Gong, and Emily Cody, the director of employee communications at Gong. Welcome to you both. If I can ask, I'd love, we'd love to do a quick introduction to our audience. Be, Emily, if you could kick us off, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We're, we're thrilled to join. Uh, I joined Gong back in May, so I'm relatively new to the Gong family. We've been hiring so many people that I, I do feel like I've been here for a while compared to some. I have an interesting background, uh, kind of a combination in HR and communications. I started my career as a producer working in the news. Uh, I'm still a news junkie. First thing I do every day, last thing I do every night is, is check my feeds to make sure I'm in the know of what's happening. Um, I pivoted my career over the years into more of an HR role. Uh, I was a Gong, Gong user in a previous life and fell in love with the product from a, a coaching and helping an employee perspective. I just think Gong is such a tremendous tool outside of just sales and forecasting and helping customers. It really is a people people tool as well. And when I saw the opening, I thought, why not join? This is really the combination of my HR skills and my communication skills. And it's a company that I'm a firm believer in. And I couldn't be happier to be part of the Gong family, or as we call them, a Gongster. So I'm, I'm a very proud Gongster. And I'm from Massachusetts. I guess I should say that too. Love to represent the East Coast, even though most of us are on the West Coast here at Gong. <laughs> Welcome, Emily. Jeremy. Yeah, Bo, thanks for having us. Uh, I have the wonderful privilege of being able to work with Emily on the people team. I joined even more recently, so joined in July and uh, have been having a blast ever since. Uh, I started out my career actually as a software developer, um, moved into people management and uh, had no idea what I was doing uh, and, and really no L&D team to help uh, figure it out. And so uh, that's kind of where I, I launched my journey into L&D. I uh, uh, stumbled across uh, coaching, uh, professional coaching, and uh, absolutely fell in love with that approach. I thought this is management 2.0. This is what, uh, what all managers should be doing. Felt like I had the secret recipe here. And uh, so eventually um, hung out a shingle, became an executive coach for about 10 years. I got to go into uh, organizations of all sizes, uh, different kinds of cultures, and see what uh, what leadership worked um, in different situations, and 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 uh, what was keeping leaders up at night, you know. And uh, being able to I felt like that was kind of my master's degree. Uh, ended up um, at LinkedIn, and uh, that was a culture where I, I felt like. Um, you know, Maslow had a long time ago, Maslow had this idea that maybe organizations could bring out the best in us rather than the worst. And, uh, and, I, and I worked at a lot of organizations that I would say maybe it's a little bit more towards the worst side, but LinkedIn was really doing something different and special. And I thought this is a, this is a place that I need to join and become a part of and learn, and learn what they're doing here because it's working. Um, spent about five years at LinkedIn and then um, uh, went to a, a small a fintech startup and, um, and spent about three years there kind of building L&D from the ground up. And uh, one of the things one of the, that I'd always wanted was that ability to really hold up the mirror and say, um, not just theoretically, what would be a good idea, not just what best practices are, but really say, here's how you're doing this. And I think, you know, we've used 360 tools to do that. And I think that's, uh, that's still a really powerful tool. 
but there's nothing like having a video of yourself and, and, you know, being able to point to and say, oh yeah, that's actually me. That's actually how I did it. Here's where I want to be. Um, and then the same side to be able to learn from who, who's doing this the best. Uh, can I watch them in action? And, and that kind of uh, got me really excited about the Gong product and the potential that's here for learning when it comes to, um, to being able to hold up that mirror, to being able to uh, help people um, not only understand the way they should be doing it, but actually build their skills so that they can do it that way. We're going to get some great perspectives with uh, these way, much different backgrounds uh, coming into the HR space. Um, I, I've been a long-time Gong user as well, built an incredible uh, approach to managing people. I like to say I've been using Gong for half of my daughter's life, uh, and she's about to get out of, out of elementary school. So it's been foundational for me as a leader to grow. Um, so let's, as we dive into L&D, let's, let's start kind of at the beginning. What's, what's the role of employee development within an organization, and why is it so important right now? Yeah, so I, I think, um, you know, it's, uh, what's the role of employee development? I, I think um, it's not only the role of employee development, but it's it's the role of, of, of Gong. I mean, we, we've just uh, formalized, articulated a mission statement, uh, which is unlocking reality to help companies and individuals realize their full potential. And uh, so it's, it's very much a part of the DNA of, of our product. Um, and, and also, you know, when you think about Gong, uh, talking to a lot of the people on our sales team, they're, they're here. It's so that they consider it. This is a master's in sales, right? If you want to come join a company and learn to become one of the best salespeople in the world, like Gong is on the short list of companies that, that you would join to do that. And I think um, it, it creates, a, it creates a, a culture where learning is very much a part of what we're doing every day. Uh, people are here because they want to learn. And that drives a kind of a, um, a hunger for uh, for opportunities uh, to learn, and I think, uh, and that that in part drives kind of our promise to employees, uh, which is come here, um, and uh, and you'll be able to learn. And so I, I think it's uh, it's hard to think about Gong if you if you took that out. If you took out employee development, I, I don't know what would be left. It's just so much a part of uh, the water we're swimming in. And and Emily, maybe for for our audience who is not quite as familiar with Gong. Give us, uh, if you can, maybe the 30,000 foot view of, of what Gong does for sales teams. Yeah, Gong empowers your entire company by really operationalizing your most valuable assets, your customer interactions and all of those customer interactions. It allows um, employees and businesses to unlock reality for their entire organization to help you and your company reach its fullest potential. Uh, we really, as Jeremy just said, we take pride on being reality-based and using data and recordings and transcribing those calls and those emails to make sure that sales reps and companies are looking at information and capturing information so they aren't just guessing, they're taking the guesswork out and they're being very realistic, which is really helping all of our customers um, reach their full potential. Um, adding to what Jeremy said though, I think what's interesting when we talk about transcribing those customer interactions to make sure that customers are really looking at all of their data and all of those pinpoints and, <clears throat> excuse me, What's interesting about employee development is with Gong, managers can actually get laser focused and pinpoint exactly where to, you know, to highlight the efforts to provide coaching in real time. I think customers, when they start using Gong, they, they expect a, a lag and turnaround from when they had a call and how to dive deep. 
it's real time. It is unbelievable quick. It is a powerhouse tool that you are going to use for the rest of your life. It's a game changer, not just from helping businesses reach their full potential, but people. Um, I know I do it after I have to present at, at our company-wide or department-wide meetings. I'll go right in and listen to my gong calls and say, geez, why the heck did I say that? Oh my gosh, I, I sounded so silly. Or I got to get a little bit more buttoned up and a little bit more streamlined. I think we can always grow to improve. And with gong, we're able to do that for our employees. That's incredible. This is clearly something that permeates uh, the entire culture, empowering not only managers to help develop and grow their team, but the, the employee themselves, uh, which is incredible. Now, as, as we go from there, um, I know we originally wanted to talk about how do we encourage our employees or management to build out L&D leadership and or learning and development programs. But really, I think that's not where we're at. It's not about how do we encourage people because it's happening. Um, how has how that changed and how should the organizations out there that are facing this new reality of, of learning and development think about getting started with something for their teams? I, I think both uh, par part of what um, I think, I think is important to understand. Uh, uh, I heard someone say uh, a little while back that it's sort of like the war for talent is over and talents won. And I think as we're thinking about this new environment, you know, in the middle of the great recession, um, the first thing is making, uh, making you know, thinking about your employees as customers, but but also making learning a, a part of your strategy, right? It's a, it's a it's a part of the of um, how the company operates. It's not something you do in addition or on the side, uh, but it's something that you're doing every day as a as a part of. Uh, it's a it's a main. Um, reason that people would join your organization, right? I think uh, one of the things uh, we saw a few years ago is there was a shift from, hey, the main reason I left a company is, is because I didn't get along with my manager to the main reason I left a company is because there wasn't a possibility for me to learn and grow. So that, that's, that is what talent is looking for these days. And so learning needs to be a core part of, of your talent strategy, if not your business strategy. Um, and, and I think, you know, when it, when it comes to uh, your business strategy then, uh, or your talent strategy, leadership is, is the key lever. And that's not news. I don't think that'll be news to anybody who's listening to this podcast. But I think um, helping leadership understand why learning is a part of the strategy is, uh, is a really important piece. It's, it's something that uh, I have to credit the people who joined before me. Uh, I, I'm walking into a situation where um, it, we're actually talking to all of our gongsters about what does leadership mean here? What does it look like? And one of the one of the themes is that leaders here take the time to develop people. Okay. And uh, and so so you know as, as I look at what we need to do here at Gong, it's it's um, how do we keep that going? You know, and as we scale, uh, we're bringing in you know probably as many leaders as we've got in seat today. We're going to be bringing in uh, that many next year. Uh, leadership can no longer happen by osmosis. So how do, how do we make sure that our new leaders are equally committed and taking the time? We're all really busy I and mean, we're in hyper growth, right? There's so much to do. So, so it, it takes a commitment. It takes um, a, a deep understanding of the why, uh, why learning matters, that it's not something extra, but it is something um, important that we do. I think the other, the other piece, and um, we, you know, we've got our operating principles here, and one of them is favoring the long term. And I think we've also got an operating principle called act now. And sometimes those, those are, those feel opposed to each other because there is a sense of urgency and we want to move quickly. Uh, learning and, and investing in developing and potential is often a long-term play. And so again, making sure that we make it as easy as possible um, and, and as efficient as possible, that when people do take the time to learn, 
uh, that that they are uh, that they're able to focus, that they're able to drop in quickly, and that they're able to get as much out of that investment as they can. Um, and that's kind of what I wake up every day thinking about. Yeah, and then piggybacking off that quickly, Bo is, you know, thinking about you as a, a Gong customer. You know, Gong helps when it comes to a company re- reaching its full potential, right? We're having all of, for sales rep, all of your deals in a single view so you can quickly understand pipeline health gaps and really helping the sales team, uh, which is fantastic. And again, our product is top notch, um, but we're not just a, a tech company. We are a people company. And I think that's what makes mm-hmm. Gong so special. An outsider might I not realize just the emphasis on our people. And I think it starts at the top with our CEO, making sure he is very articulate with our, with our onboarding class that we, at the end of the day, are a people company and to grow and develop in your careers, we have to invest in L and D. And that's why, you know, bringing Jeremy um, and his now team on board because the L&D team is growing, which is fantastic. You know, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, we could just be hiring more product engineers and more sales reps, and, and that would be all well and good when it comes to helping our revenue, but that's not going to help advance our, our, our people and really mature our leaders and the investment in making sure that we continue to not just make wonderful um, additions and tweaks with our product roadmap, but also investing in the people. I think that that's what makes Gong so special is not forgetting about our people. And then, you know, once we get to where we want to be a year from now, two years from now, looking in that rear view mirror saying, oh, geez, why didn't we invest in L&D and bake it and weave it into our policies way back when? Well, we are, you know, we're making sure mm-hmm. that we're, we're pumping the brakes and really getting laser focused. So learning and development becomes part of, part of the everyday culture. Yeah, maybe something to go deeper on here. Um, I know I've seen in my career, there's, a, there's been a balance, and this has completely changed, but historically, the buy-in between learning and, uh, learning and development programs and management being bought into their people participating in these things. But you're actually building this into the leadership culture. Uh, so in our last podcast, we talked with Laura Mazzullo about unlearning some, some things in recruiting. I'd be curious to hear from you, when, when does this uh, commitment to L&D start? Is it in the interview process? Or are you just looking for the right type of person and then you train them on this quality when they get in? I'd love to hear any thoughts or comments for our audience on this. I think, uh, so the answer is yes, uh, yes to both. I think it does start in the hiring process in terms of we are looking for people who want to learn and grow. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we are a company in hyper growth, which means, uh, you know, we don't have everything figured out. We don't have all the internal systems in place that, that you know, what we um, need now is going to be completely different in six months. And so we do need people who are highly adaptable, highly flexible, uh, and willing to learn, uh, willing to grow with Gong. Um, and, uh, and so that's definitely a quality that we're looking for in, uh, in people who are, who are hiring. I think um, where, where my team is focusing today is really looking at how do we equip managers to have the skills to be able to develop their team. Um, but also, how do we give all gongsters the ability to really own their career so they're not dependent on their manager? And, um, you know, supporting them to think about not just sort of how do I get a promotion, 
but what do I really want? What does career happiness look like? What does career success, career happiness look like to me as an individual? I think if we, if we looked at our LinkedIn profiles, we'd realize there's no one path to success. Like there's no career ladder, uh, you know, that's been gone for a long time. And so I think it's, it's really uh, inviting people to reflect on their own personal values, what they want out of this opportunity. There's a lot of different opportunities here at Gong. I mean, if you're in the engineering team, it's, it's a chance to work with some of the, um, the brightest minds and thought leaders in the, in the AI space, right? It might be that you want to, um, that, that you want to learn from, uh, you know, the people who, who sit around you. It might be that you want to be part of the hyper growth company. It might be that you're a builder and you want to, um, you know, bring all of the, the craftspersonship that you've, you've, you know, um, built up uh, through your experience and kind of be able to create the thing, do it for the first time. So lots of different opportunities, but what's the opportunity that, that brings you here that you want to make sure you don't miss out on during your time at Gong? So we're inviting our all of our Gongsters to think about that. And the exciting thing, what we've seen is as, uh, as they do that, the, the career conversations between the manager and the, the direct report become much richer, much more three-dimensional. So rather than just talking about kind of what are the skills and gaps you need in order to get promoted, we're having conversations about uh, what do you really want? What does success look like? How do I help you get there? And that puts the manager in the role of being able to support the individual, but not necessarily do it for them. Uh, they can uh, they can be there to um, to coach them, to, uh, to to give them feedback, to provide uh, insight and how they might get to the next step. But but we empower our gongsters to kind of lead and decide what that what that means to them. Yeah, and I think we would be remiss to not talk about more tactically what we do with our managers um, from onboarding. You know, I think going back to the Gong product with Gong, we can train faster. We can pinpoint those, you know, initial uh, performance gaps when employees might be needing more training from an enablement perspective. We really do also help reduce the new hire burden for internal teams because we're growing so quickly to make sure that we do have just like a very, very smooth transition into Gong. Um, it's also interesting that when we bring our, our new hires into Gong, we don't just have them focus on their role and their team. We hire new, new onboarding classes. So individuals are learning all about Gong. If I'm on the product team, if I'm on the CS team, I'm not just sitting and going through onboarding with the CS team. I'm meeting with my marketing new hires. We're all part of the same cohort. During that cohort, we have members from the executive team, enablement team, people team, CS teams, whole bunch of teams who individually talk to those, the, the new hire team. So you're almost getting like a Gong I would say 101, but it's way more than a 101. It's a full, it's a full um, course um, when employees start because we want people to take a look at the bigger picture. We also have manager onboarding too. It's not just new hires that are starting at the IC level. It is the managers taking it a step further. We don't want to make sure that our managers are left high and dry after they start. We do have manager monthly meetings where we bring together all of our managers. I think especially in this remote world, um, it's a great place for us to come together to uh, have breakout sessions, role play, talk about what's working, what's not working. Um, another tactical thing to point out too is our Grow at Gong conversations, making sure that we're listening to our managers about what's working, the frequency, the cadence, the agenda, how we're fine tuning, how we're having those professional development conversations and making sure that our managers are part of those decisions. It's not just Jeremy and the learning and development team who's pushing things out to our managers. We want them to be part of the, part of the solution. What do we do during the initial, I say grow at Gong, it's our professional development, <clears throat> excuse me, 
I'm recovering from strep or an ear infection <laughs> and potential strep throat. It's our flavor of, uh, of <laughs> Thank performance you, management. It's our, it's our flavor of performance management where we do anchor uh, primarily on growth and development versus sort of mm -hmm. assessment and, um, you know, some of the compensation pieces. Well, of course, those are part of the part of the picture, too. But um, but it really is a development first approach to performance management. Mm -hmm. And I, I know for me, I mean, we use Gong in, in manager onboarding as well. It helps to ramp fast. But for our audience who's not in their head, yes, like I am, but maybe they're not in an industry where Gong would be that tool. What are some of the structural elements? You mentioned a few to, to put managers through a manager onboarding or employees through an onboarding that encourages L&D for, for the leaders out there. What would you, how would you tell them to structure something like that? Yeah, today what uh, Emily was uh, talking to is um, is our manager onboarding. It's a three-month process. So up front, we kind of try to get them, here's the lay of the land, here's how it works here, here's our different processes, so that they at least have the information, kind of the playbook. Uh, but the playbook is insufficient, so we are also looking at how do we build some of the foundational building block skills. So those are the things that the managers need to do in one-on-ones. Those are things that managers need to be able to do in team meetings that we want to make sure every manager can do here and can do well. And so that, um, again, it's not gonna be the, uh, the only time that we're training managers, but I think in the first uh, 90 days, we can really get um, all managers to a certain, uh, a certain level of skill, right? So we're, we're, we're focusing on uh, some, of the, some of the basics, right? Uh, giving feedback. We, we've got a, um, another operating principle we call no sugar, which means we tell it like it is. Um, and that, that really applies to when we're giving feedback. Um, we, we teach the um, SBI model, right? So this is the one that I think probably most people are familiar with, but it's a, it's a framework that uh, can be really helpful in how to deliver feedback in a way that's actionable and useful. Uh, we talk about coaching and we, we, use, uh, we use the grow framework for that. And so really getting into like, what's the goal? What are the realities? And, and not problem solving, but really empowering uh, people on our team to find their own solutions. Um, we're looking at how to have uh, growth and career conversations that are exciting and inspiring and motivating um, that connect and, and help uh, the individual own their own career. Uh, we're looking at change management because we are growing so quickly. And how do you understand in terms of like, what is people's capacity to deal with change? And how do you, you know, how do you kind of like even prioritize and be empathetic to think about the impact, even of small changes? Uh, maybe we're just changing a tool or a system or a process, but that can throw people off. And so, especially uh, like Emily said, in this hybrid world where everything is changing all the time, how do we be, how do we be tuned into what our, the individuals on our team need uh, when it comes to a specific change? Uh, we're looking at um, inclusion. Right. I, I think we're very focused on diversity. We've got uh, like many tech companies, we've got some diversity and hiring goals, but we really want to make sure that when people get here, uh, they f everyone feels like they've got a home and they belong. And that often starts with the manager and making sure that um, like one of our things that we can track in our in our Gong tool today is talk time. Mm -hmm. uh, understanding who's contributing and who's not, you know, and, and being able to make sure that all voices are being heard. So, so these are some of the basic building blocks of, of uh, people management that we think are important for all managers to be able to do well. And this, um, this uh, 90 day program where we're meeting each week gives, gives managers a chance to practice, gives managers a chance to look at some of the theory. And, uh, and we're looking at ways to, to um, fold in our Gong platform into that process, uh, dabbling a little bit. And uh, we're pretty excited with what we said so far, but I think a lot more to come. Emily, anything you would add? You did mention the, the remote aspect. Anything you would add as, as we, as managers out there, think about how we have to do this now in a remote world that we should be cognizant of? 
Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest, the, and uh, I don't know if people would agree with me or not on this, but it's, it's always been important to prioritize an employee and give them time. Um, I think it's even more important to do that now. Um, we're in a world where we are in back to back to back to back meetings, dialing in from our bedrooms. And there's like that, that, that am I working? Am I at home? There's this weird gray squishy area now. And so making sure that employees, you give them the time, you give them the dedicated time and you listen, you really, really listen. Um, with what Jeremy was just saying, like our talk track. And if we're talking, uh, we also understand like our listening, our talk ratio is, is when we, we, we want to make sure, I think having the tool as got, got, sorry, I'm getting some notifications, apologies for the volume. Um, having gong, we're able to see how much, if we are a good listener and looking at the data to make sure that we are listening to our employees. You know, it's an, an important piece to the puzzle in this remote world is making sure that employees feel heard. Um, not to go off topic, but, you know, we've been hearing from a lot of employees that it's hard being at home. It's really, really hard being at home. We want to be safe. We want to make sure that our employees are, we're following state, local, federal guidelines when it comes to the coronavirus and um, always putting Gong employees and their safe and safety and, and, and health at the forefront. I think that goes without saying. However, um, a lot of employees have shared that there's, they're struggling, you know, being home, you, you feel isolated and talking to them, being a manager is only one piece to the puzzle. So what we actually just introduced this past week um, are these fantastic um, gong city lounges. It's a pilot that we're doing to open up areas for employees to come together safely, completely optional. We always start with that being completely optional um, to make sure that employees can come together safely, rent out a space. Uh, we're rotating these locations because we want to be fair. So if it's a drive for some employees, um, looking at different areas in different cities on where we'll have these lounges. Again, the reason we were able to think about from a people team, how do we get employees together is because we listened. You know, some people are excited to be working from home. There's no commute. You can work out of your pajamas all day. There's a lot of wonderful benefits when it comes to working from home, but not everybody likes it. So how do we have that happy medium where we're listening to employees to make sure that their voice feels heard and getting creative? You know, Jeremy keeps mentioning some of our operating principles. Another one is challenge conventional wisdom. We don't have an office right now. So what can we do to find a safe place to allow employees to come together if they want? Um, so we, again, are just piloting a brand new concept with coming together to find collaborative working spaces for our employees. And again, that goes back to the listening piece that, um, Bo, you asked me about. And I think we wouldn't have known about this if managers didn't continue to share this feedback with us. So having managers talk to employees, not just about closing deals and your, you know, some, you know, your churn rate or things like that, but how are you doing? What is it that you want? What is your experience? It's, it's taking it to that next level and just really having that compassion and that empathy to make sure employees really do feel heard. I love this. Uh, I'm writing notes like crazy. Uh, <laughs> maybe the, the last place I'd like us to go uh, before we finish is Gong recently launched a new mission statement and I'll, I'll read it for our audience. Uh, Jeremy said this before. Uh, we're on a mission to unlock reality to help people and companies reach their full potential. So far, it seems to be working. Uh, that seems to be a, 
just embodiment of what has already actually happened rather than um, an aspirational mission statement. But I would love to hear uh, your, your approach to this and what this means to the organization now that, uh, now that it's going out into the world. Yeah. Um, so Emily and I focus on like our, our customers are, are the employees at Gong. And so we think about how do we, how do we make sure that as customer zero, we are, uh, we are helping to, um, to help employees reach their full potential, help our teams reach their full potential and, and, uh, in, in doing that in, uh, by unlocking reality. Right. So, um, so, so we're looking at ways to hold up that mirror to make sure that we're providing um, individuals with data, with objective uh, kind of feedback and input in terms of where they're at, uh, what their uh, what their gaps are, or where their opportunities are, where they can really develop and get to that next level. Uh, we're putting in place uh, some career ladders, so we are wanting to provide kind of hey, here's what progression looks like in this track, uh, so that people can see some of the skills that they that they. Um, will need in order to move up if level is the thing that, they, that they're most interested in. Um, and we're also really promoting internal mobility within Gong so that you can, uh, hey, maybe that you want to explore what is it like to be on another team? Uh, maybe that's a, a short-term assignment. Maybe that's something where you're making a permanent shift. But, uh, but those kinds of shifts are, are often kind of risky for people to make, you know, you have to, uh, and, and how do you get that experience? Well, one of the ways um, is by joining a company like Gong where you can actually put your foot in the water, you know, put your toe in the water, test it out a little bit, see if it's right for you. So encouraging a lot of internal mobility. Um, and then um, uh, I, I think that uh, as we, as we continue to evolve what we're doing here, um, you know, looking at how do we do leadership development uh, in a way that again, we're unlocking reality and then providing leaders an opportunity to, to get together, to spend time, uh, learning from uh, the 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 best uh, best leaders that we have here at Gong, and um, and also getting time to reflect and um, on who they want to become as a leader. Uh, that, that, that in some ways leadership is a very personal thing, and so uh, making sure that people have a chance to do that. So uh, lots to come. I, I think you know just joined in July, so we're in the early stages and excited about what we're going to be able to do with that. Um, and all the ways that we'll be able to use our platform to, to bring that to life. That's great. Uh, as we wrap up, um, I like to always end with some key takeaways for our audience, the, the big bullets, um, the things that I wrote down, learning as a part of your strategy, make sure your leadership team is centered around making this essential to the organization. Uh, the second one, build a plan to equip your managers and your people to actually participate and dive into learning and development initiatives, not just to make them available, but to build a plan to get them involved, to use your mission statement as that steering wheel for your organization of where you want them to go and put that vision right there. And then the bonus point of listen to your team, um, find ways if it's important to bring them together to be creative about creating uh, these city lounges that, that Gong is an example of using. Um, some really great takeaways. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, if you don't mind, share with our audience how they can follow you and, and see more about what you're putting out into the world. Yeah, yeah thank you so much, Bo. Um, we're really excited about what's next at Gong and, and we're excited to be part of this next chapter. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. If you want to, my poor husband, I don't want to get him upset with me, but my LinkedIn is actually still my 
um, I made a name, um, poor Michael Cody, um, but <laughs> I'll, I'll share with you my LinkedIn profile, but Emily Carlucci is my LinkedIn. If you want to reach out to me, um, that's the best way to contact me. I have provide my, my email, my gong email right there. I respond to every message. I'm happy to connect. And I love talking about gong and all the wonderful things that we're doing. Again, we do so much work in tech, but we, I really think that we are a people company and it's just so wonderful to work for um, a leadership team that continues to put so much tremendous emphasis on its people. Jeremy. I, you know, uh, plus one to what Emily shared there. I think that uh, I feel very grateful to be here at Gong. Obviously, we're excited about what we're up to and uh, and the potential of, of this company. Um, and also just, uh, I, th I think... Um, of the, of the people space in general. And I, and I think about um, how much it's changed uh, since I, uh, since I started working in this space. And I, I'm excited to see how much more customer centric we are able to be, how much uh, more focused on really bringing out the best in people. And uh, so, so excited uh, to connect with anyone who's also passionate about that. Uh, LinkedIn is the best place to find me and, and we are hiring here at Gong. So, uh, so definitely check out our careers page and, uh, and see if there's something that looks like it might be a fit for, for you. Emily, Jeremy, and Gong, thank you so much for spending some time with us. To our audience, if you've enjoyed the conversation today, I have a favor to ask. Uh, click the button to go on and leave us uh, hopefully five-star review. We'd love to hear from you uh, what we can do better and what you've enjoyed. Uh, I'm Bo Brooks with Factorial, and we will see you for the next episode of the Onboard Podcast. See you then.